it would help if I would start the recording for the podcast when the music actually hits so I wouldn't forget to and have to start it late. Anyway, like I said, this is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number if you want to call in, be part of the conversation, or send a message through the KPL app chat. So there's a lot going on today. There's some stuff that you need to know, and, and we need to get through the boring but important stuff before we can get to the fun stuff. The Federal Reserve has come out and said they are not going to raise rates this month. This was expected, and you're kind of seeing, you know, not great, not bad results in the stock market because of it. Uh, the Fed did signal that you can expect rates to continue to rise. Right now it's about 5 to 5.25%, the interest rate. You can expect it to go as high as 5.6% before it starts dipping down in 2024. Here's the problem. The Biden administration is out there cheering, yay! Yay, inflation is down by half of where it was at its peak. Except before he took office, it was lower than that. It is double right now where it was when he took office. And then the Biden administration voted to throw a ton of money into the economy in the form of a COVID package. Now, to be fair, the Trump administration did as well. But that didn't really kick in inflation-wise, until Joe Biden got into office. And then he exacerbated the problem against the warnings of many economists, including those on the left. They threw a bunch more money into the economy, and that caused inflation. And then there's the fact that we had an energy crunch. And he, you know, the Biden administration wants to blame uh, Russia's war with Ukraine. That was part of it, a small part of it, but still a part of it. And the fact that we don't have any new development, new drilling, new production really in the United States is a big part of it. That and the Biden administration has continued investing in green initiatives, which aren't producing a whole lot of energy for the U.S. And they are pushing green vehicles, electric vehicles, instead of traditional vehicles, which are more expensive. So actually, while inflation has gone down, it's largely thanks to diving energy costs right now because there's a bit of glut in the uh, in what's available in the in in uh, post production right now. And but sorry, and but and but gosh, I'm losing it today. The problem is that this is the busiest travel season. You can't expect those prices to start climbing a little bit, especially later this month and throughout July. But energy prices have gone down a lot. That is what brought inflation overall down. But core inflation, core consumer price index numbers reveal that food, housing, used vehicles, all of those very important expenditures have gone up. And so what economists are actually looking at right now is the possibility that your wages are going to continue to go up. What you earn at the workplace is going to continue to go up. But it's not going to outpace inflation. So you're really not getting that much of a raise at all. Everything's more expensive. You're getting more, but everything's gotten more expensive to match it. And there's no real sense of relief among the American people. The Biden administration says, yay, they're clapping, they're excited, they're happy about it. Yay, inflation's going down. The American family can breathe a sigh of relief, except nobody's really breathing a sigh of relief right now. 
a lot of people are still worried. They are worried about what the economy is going to do. And off in the distance, as Joe Biden is really getting his run for president underway, a recession still looms. Most people out there think that a a recession of some sort, whether it's a minor one, whether it's a major one, is out there. And if it does happen, it's going to happen in the middle of Joe Biden's reelection cycle. That bodes the best for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to get a rally from Republican voters in the polls. The problem is that if Donald Trump does become the GOP nominee, right now polling indicates that it's a much closer battle between him and Joe Biden than another Republican candidate. At the same time, an economic crash all but certain dooms Joe Biden. That's the lay of the land right now as far as the economy and as far as the 2024 election goes. But here's the thing. Here's what's important to remember. The Democrats are all out there telling you that everything's better now. Inflation's going down. Everything's better. And it's the Republicans who are too extreme. It's the Republicans who are focusing on all this culture war stuff. Never mind the fact that we're going after your gas stoves and we want you to buy expensive electric vehicles. It's the Republicans who are extreme and are trying to screw you over and oppress you. When you add the economy, when you add the culture war stuff and the backlash from all the trans stuff, when you add Biden's gaffes and his age and the clear problems that he's having in public, the Democrats are whistling past the graveyard. And I don't mean that literally if anybody from the federal government, if anybody from the FBI is listening, I don't mean that literally. But the Democrats are whistling past the graveyard here. They are in a lot more trouble than they think. The question is, will the Republicans screw it up again? Because the Democrats were in a lot of trouble in 2022. And as it turned out, Republicans didn't do that great a job. Where they did do a great job was in places like New York, places like California, actually, Because the Democrats were so overconfident in their chances that they were doubling down on their culture war stuff. They were doubling down on their own talking points. And actually, when you strip away all the stuff from outside those elections, you only talk about the stuff the voters care about in that moment. Crime, immigration, the fentanyl crisis, all of these things. Republicans did a lot better. Mike Pence knows that. His campaign team now has him pivoting with an economic message right now. You'll notice Mike Pence didn't really say much about Donald. He he said Donald Trump's behavior, as it stated in the indictment, is worrying. But this is also probably prosecutorial uh, overreach. So Mike Pence knows the way through this is to condemn the prosecution as well as say, yeah, this looks bad. But see, that's the thing that Republican candidates are realizing right now. You cannot go through Trump. Nobody is going to be able to go through Trump in this primary. They have to scoot very carefully around Trump. Now, the media and the Democrats are all saying, no, you have to condemn Trump. You have to condemn everything he's done. You've got to go out and talk about the indictment because those people are idiots. Those people have never run a Republican primary. They've never consulted through a uh, Republican primary. They don't know the first thing about a Republican primary. They're thinking in general election terms. And yes, in a general election, a Republican who is not Trump, if they win the nomination, will have to talk about Donald Trump. We'll have to address those things. 
without scaring the base away. Because right now the Republican base is two things. They are worried about the overreach of the government and they are worried about Donald Trump. And they feel that there is a certain amount of loyalty that's owed to Donald Trump. And other candidates in the race know that. So they have to figure out how to not alienate those loyal to Trump, but still try to win those votes. So Mike Pence is signaling in the way he's running his campaign how he's going to do it. He is going to have to talk about Trump. There's just no way to avoid it. But he also has to talk about these other issues, and he's got to talk about the economy. Other Republicans will have to as well. Others, however, are so invested in the culture war stuff, like Ron DeSantis, for example, they can't see these other issues that are affecting families for real. The economy and crime and immigration, they are talking about immigration, but the economy and crime are two things that Republican candidates still need to talk about. And they're focused on the culture war stuff and they're focused on beating each other. They're focused on beating up Trump or beating up DeSantis or beating up uh, over this process, over the, the, the indictment of Trump. But there are issues aside from all that that Republican voters are still very worried about. Which brings me back to how I started the show today. The Fed is not raising interest rates yet. There's a pause this month. They want to see how inflation reacts when the June report comes out at the beginning of July. Actually, about midway through July. Once that happens, they'll have their next meeting and they'll decide whether to continue with the pause or, more likely than not, go back to raising the interest rate. And while they're raising the interest rate, which does affect you and me negatively, and while inflation is still over 2%, which does affect you and me negatively, and while they risk a recession, because anytime you have major hikes of the interest rate, it does cause a recession, which affects you and me negatively, Republicans need to start seizing on that. Because it's not just the culture war stuff. It's not just Biden's too old and it's not just Donald Trump is uh, is under indictment. It's also the fact that you and me are feeling an economic crunch right now and nobody in Washington, D.C. seems to give a damn. That's how it's got to be done going forward. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation, or you can send a message through the KPL app chat. I'm going to take a break, be back in just a moment here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the program, would love to hear from you. Uh hearing from some folks right now, uh T Don. Uh, reaching out through the app, K-Dog as well. Appreciate y'all listening. And of course, to those of you who want to send messages through the app or call, we do actually have a caller on the line, by the way. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Hey, Joe, it's Chris. Hey, Chris, how are you? Good, good. A couple, one information point. Yeah. Since Biden has been in there, interest rates have gone from a low of around 3%. Prime rate is eight and three quarter. Uh huh. I'd heard you say earlier it was in the fives. Well, that's that's, that's the case. Well, Prime that's is that's eight and three quarter. That's the that's the federal interest rate. That's the 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 interest rate as set by the Fed, for which all the other interest rates in the private sector are based. Yeah, I, I sit on a bank board. Yeah, and 
commercial rates are around eight. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, you're absolutely right. And as far as I think America is, is getting more solid behind Trump just from the exposure of all the corruption, mm-hmm. I think most citizens can see how bad it is, and they realize that it could easily be them, but they don't have the money to fight this. Yeah. No, you're right on that, too. And that's one of the things we're going to see in the next, we'll probably start seeing at the beginning of next week, is they're going to start showing polls, the the polls that will have uh, been taken from last weekend through, say, the middle of this week or the end of this week. You'll start seeing the polls coming out that show a rally behind Trump because a lot of folks in the Republican base, because that's mostly what they're testing, a lot of the folks in the Republican base are going to rally behind Trump because they see what's happening, that it is the political prosecution and persecution of an opponent of the Democratic administration. What we're also going to see, and this is something we've kind of seen in the polling information that's come out, some of this data that's come out, is that a lot of Americans are identifying this as a political attack on Trump. And they're not happy about that either. They're not happy about that weaponization of the government. It's making a lot of independents nervous. Yes, as it, as it very well should. Yeah. It very well should. Um, I mean, you know, just think about it. If you bought a house three years ago, the interest rate might have been two and a half. Mm-hmm. You buying a house today, it's five and a half. So instead of a thousand dollar a month note, you got a fifteen hundred dollar a month note. Yep. And it's the same house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's you know it's that, that, it's a very, that very hits big everybody problem. in their pocket. Yeah. And and that's why I think going back to what I was saying in the last segment, that's one of the things that I think Republicans, whether it's Trump or anybody else, that's one thing they've got to continue to hit on as well, because it's not just the persecution. It's not just the culture war stuff, the trans stuff, the race stuff, anything like that. No. It's the fact that our pocketbooks, our wallets are being directly hit by these policies coming from the Biden administration. Yeah. I mean, the wor- working people cannot keep up with what's going on. No. In the sense of what it costs to live, you know, oh, now all of a sudden your water deposit is higher. Mm-hmm. Your energy deposit, if you're moving from a rent house to another rent house or apartment, those things are all higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, you know, your car is much higher. Yeah. And interest rates on your car. Yeah. Uh, and and I, the working person cannot keep up with the cost of inflation. No, the, the, the best case scenario that we've been hearing from from Wall Street and from economists is your wages might go up because wages have been going up, but it's not going to outpace inflation. So you're still no, you're, it, you're 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 still paying right. you're still paying at percentage wise maybe the same what you were, but it's because your wages have gone up and the price of goods have gone up. There, there's not going to be you're not going to have more money and less to, and and be spending less. Yeah, I mean, look at your utility bill. Oh yeah, you know what was one hundred and fifty dollars now is two twenty five, two fifty, mm-hmm. and you didn't use any more power. It's just what it is. Yeah, you're uh, absolutely right. I mean, that's that's scary. It is. All right, Chris, thank you very much for the call up against this break. You have a good one. Uh, Boomer, I see you on the app as well. You're right. Americans aren't worried about unemployment or only worry about unemployment. Gas prices are still under $3. That's true in some places. But across the country, they're going up and down. And in the summer, we can still expect them to go up. 
More on this and, of course, your calls and messages here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, let's jump right back to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Chris. Hey, Chris, what's up? Yeah, I, I missed what the topic's about. Is it about the Trump's ability to win? or what, what's No, the no, it's, it's, it's in general the issues that Republicans need to run on. So that it, it is implied that Trump, aside from the indictment and using that to rally support and everything like that, because we are going to see that in the polling, it's also the fact what's the path for Trump or any other Republican at this point? And my argument is... It, it can't just be about the culture war stuff. It can't just be about the trans stuff and the, the uh, DEI stuff. But the, the economy is a, is a very real thing that's affecting you and me. And Republicans do need to start addressing that a little bit more. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, when Trump was in office, we had a, every, almost every dynamic was, was going in a good direction. You yeah. know, the border was shut down, basically. Every demographic was making more money, uh, blacks, whites, women, uh, everybody. Uh, the crime, I think, might not have looked so good because of the riots happening over George Floyd and, right. and the stoking of the media. And, and, and you know, the media is the biggest problem we have in this country. And I'll tell you a quote from Malcolm X. He said the media can make a guilty man innocent and an innocent man guilty. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as going forward, I, I believe that the only person capable of turning this around is Trump. And if you just take a look at it, no politician alive now or ever living, I think, could have gone through the proctology exam that Trump has had to go through. And what have they found? Nothing. Up to this date, nothing. I mean, a lot of innuendos, a lot of, well, he could have said this, could have meant that. But, and it's trivial stuff. It's trivial. Okay, but they're trying to make it into a, a mountain into a, out of a molehill. So these other—that's why he's polling so high because the the people are starting to realize that they're being hoodwinked by the media, the mainstream media, and that they they see that a man is going through so much. I mean, he's like our champion. If you go to the Roman days, he's taken every sling, every arrow, and hasn't stopped. He's a force of nature, and what the Democrats don't really realize, even though he is that, it's not about him. It's a movement that he tapped into that propelled him to the presidency the first time. And that movement is not stopping. No matter what they do, even if, and what worries me is something, some harm could come to Trump. And my God, if that happens, you're going to see this country go into a civil war. It's going to be crazy. I pray that doesn't happen. But that, the only person that can win at Democrat or Republican is, is, is Trump that can make this country good, great again. All right. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation. Uh, and so there's a lot of people out there who feel that way. And, you know, just mentioning the polling uh, that caller did, we mentioned it uh, earlier in the show. The polling shows that Trump is way ahead in the Republican primary and that this indictment will probably rally a lot of Republicans to Trump. But if the other side of the polling, and this is something that Republicans do need to come to terms with, is the fact that there's polling that shows something like three-fifths to 
three quarters of Americans don't want another Trump Biden race. They don't. And they want something new. They want something different as well. So that's something else the Republicans have to deal with. That's something else that Trump and his campaign have to contend with. Can he continue tapping into that? And can Trump tap into enough? I don't like Joe Biden to be able to make it across the finish line as well. Now, here's another thing. Boomer on the app says if Trump wins, if he gets in, he will pardon himself. DeSantis said he would pardon Trump and the January Sixers. Here's the thing. I don't think Trump can pardon himself. Two reasons why I don't think Trump can pardon himself. The first is that it's not legally an admission of guilt to pardon yourself, whether or not Trump is found guilty in any of these indictments. Trump pardoning himself, there's an implication of guilt there. And that's not me saying that. That's in the Supreme Court. The case was uh, Burdick versus the United States. Legally, it's in dispute whether or not a pardon is an admission of guilt or not. But in the Supreme Court case, Burdick versus United States, the Supreme Court's opinion stated that a pardon carries, and I'm quoting here, an imputation of guilt and acceptance of a confession for it. That's Supreme Court opinion. Does Trump admit guilt by pardoning himself? Here's the other thing. This is actually the greater constitutional issue. The way the Constitution is written is that power flows from the executive branch. It does not flow to the executive branch. So can the chief executive use the power of the executive branch for himself, because that's what a pardon would do. Using the power of the executive branch on himself, can he do that? Legally, constitutionally, very much in dispute, most constitutional scholars on both sides seem to agree a chief executive cannot use the executive power on himself like that. But if Trump wins the presidency, I guess we'll see, and if it creates a constitutional crisis, well, then there we are again. But that's an interesting legal and constitutional question as well. Does the power of the executive branch flow to the executive or flow from it? Most people believe power flows from the executive branch to the rest of government. So I don't know if Trump could pardon himself if he won the presidency. That's an interesting constitutional question. And there's also the question of, is an admission of guilt if you pardon yourself? That's... Uh, that's a legal and, and somewhat constitutional question as well. Just just an interesting thing to think about. Uh, moving on, there's a couple other things to talk about, and I think we should note what day it is. Okay, yes, it's Flag Day too, but it's also National Bourbon Day, and it's it's been quite an intense couple weeks. I think we all need to enjoy the fact that it's National Bourbon Day. Take an evening off. Go enjoy a bourbon. My recommendation is whatever bourbon you like. I'm not, I'm not one of those bourbon stomps. I have my favorites like Angel's Envy I love, Buffalo Trace I love, uh, Basil Hayden. Uh, to a lesser extent, Four Roses Single Barrel I like, uh, but Four Roses just tends to be a little bit stronger than what I like. I like some of the smoother things. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, it needs to be noted that today is National Bourbon Day. So, speaking of 2024, 
There's a group called No Labels. You've probably heard a little bit about them. They're panicking the Democrats. The group No Labels is causing the Democrats to panic. And the reason why is that No Labels say they are not, they're not party. They call themselves socially liberal but fiscally conservative. Um, they are considering pushing a third-party candidate. If the race becomes Biden versus Trump, this group, no labels, wants to find a, quote, moderate to run against both men. And the Democrats are panicked. The Democrats are panicked thinking that that would actually undermine Biden and force a Republican like Trump to win. What you need to know is that it's nonsense. No labels is nonsense for a couple reasons. One, no labels is Schrodinger's party. You know, Schrodinger's cat, it's, it's the idea that there's a cat in a box and you don't know the, the cat is dead until you open the box. So while the cat is in the box, it's simultaneously alive and dead. Schrodinger's party is a party that calls themselves socially liberal, fiscally conservative, but they don't represent anybody. They are both a party and yet they are not a party. They represent people that don't exist. So it's Schrodinger's party. Schrodinger's party is looking for somebody like Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin's not in any way conservative. Joe Manchin is a progressive. He just has to pretend to be conservative every now and then in order to uh, keep his seat. And right now he's losing in the polling. His support of the Inflation Reduction Act really, really upset folks back home. So he's now flirting with a third-party presidential run. But this group, No Labels, is made up of all liberals, all progressives. They just don't act as progressive as some of the rest of their party because they're, they're trying to seem like this, the, the intelligent, moderate group out there. But, I mean, it's made up of Lincoln Project folks and former Republicans and former Republican. I mean, the Republican consultants who were never Trump are people who were uh, consultants for Mitt Romney, John McCain. They were never conservative to begin with. They were just slightly more conservative than the progressive political consultants. And look where they are now. They are actively endorsing progressives over Republicans because they are so disgusted with where their party went. But it's made up of them. It's made up of Claire McCaskill and Cedric Richmond and all these other Democrats who are openly advocating the more moderate liberalism rather than full-blown progressivism. And it's freaking the Democrats out. It's freaking the mainstream Democrats out, the main branch of the party, because they are worried it will undermine Joe Biden. But it's not. No labels is not going to make any impact. But it's fun to laugh at the Democrats for freaking out about it. 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation, let's jump back to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line? Hey, good afternoon. Uh, Joe, this Chad from Scott, Louisiana. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Joe, great show as always. Thanks for... Uh resurrected the, uh, the three o'clock hour courtesy, uh, you know, take, take care of, uh, Ms. Ross started. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Hey, listen, look, I know you're not a Trump lover. I, I didn't support Trump either, but look, the man, look, I watched his, uh, pre- press conference last night on Newsmax, mm-hmm. which was the only, uh, cable channel show it. Yeah. And he was right on. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you know, God don't like ugly. And once uh, 
Former President Trump perseveres through all this mess. He's coming out like a bull shark. Oh, yeah. And he won't stop. No. You're going to keep chomping at the bit? And Joe Biden and all the Democrats, you're in trouble. You're on notice. Yep. That is exactly what's going to happen. You're absolutely right. Worse than, I mean, the most aggressive shark next to a great white is a bull shark and a tiger shark. So he's going to be just as vicious, mean, and nasty. Mm-hmm. That's about as nice as I could be because we are uh, SEC. Com- uh, oh, radio. yeah. We, we know you want to say he's going to be a mean old SOB, but you can't say that on the air. That's what he's. That's exactly oh, what he's going to be. Huh? <laughs> that's that's and that's exactly what he's going to be. He's going to be aggressive. And and honestly, Joe, yeah. that's what we need. We need a fighter. And I, um, I want, I want well, former President Trump or Ron DeSantos or Tim Scott mm-hmm. or uh, Christy Nome. Yeah. Nah, that's that's need, where the Republican down Party's trending. We need a Jeff Landry or John Schroeder. Yep. You're absolutely right. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. I got to take this break. 232-1542 if you want to jump back in. We got a couple minutes left after this break. Your calls, your messages on the app. We'll take a break. Be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation or Send a message through the KPL app chat. Got a couple minutes left. All right. I need to be honest with y'all. Just between you and me, don't go tell my wife, but I'm looking at a new grill. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking about a pellet grill. In particular, I'm looking at Rectech. I've looked at them all. Traeger is the one that most reviews online seem to not like. They say the build quality is bad. Most people like Z-Grills, Rectech, Pit Boss. I think Pit Boss is like the most cost efficient of the three. Uh, Masterbuilt has an electric vertical, but I think I want one of the pellet grills. And I'm looking at Rectech. I'm looking at the Rectech bullseye. Those of you who are grillers or smokers, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I like the idea of set it and forget it smoking. I've 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 done I've I've done I've I've done smoking and barbecue uh, with the charcoal. I've done it to a lesser extent with gas, but not as much as with charcoal and and and, and wood. Um, I've got a Weber kettle grill. I've got a vertical offset smoker, but I think I want to go with the pellet grill for my kind of average everyday use. I'll use the vertical offset when I'm smoking sausage and stuff like that because I do make that at home as well. But, um, you know, Father's Day is around the corner, and I think I'm going to treat myself and let the family put a bow on it and say it's from them. But I, I think I'm, I'm going to go that route. I would love y'all's input. You can send a message to the KPL app chat because we're just about out of time. But I do want to direct you to our Facebook page before we go because I do have a question. I'm probably going to write about it at kpel965.com too. What's the most Cajun thing you can throw on the grill? I got to know. I've seen boudin. I've seen uh, crawfish. I've seen crabs. Somebody just answered muskrat. I'm not even going to try to interpret that one. I'm not going to do it. I have had raccoon thrown on a grill. Uh, was not a fan. Um, if anybody has a gator tail, I'd love to throw that on. Maybe throw that in the smoker too. I don't know. 
You guys go to our Facebook page. Tell me what is the most Cajun th- thing you can throw on the grill because it's summer. It's a beautiful day, and it's actually a pretty decent day com- You know, and days coming up to throw something on the grill. Would love to hear your input on that. You guys have a great day. I'm going to be back in 23 hours. You can call and fuss at me again. You can call, agree with me, whatever. Love to hear from y'all. Love to hear from y'all through the app. Follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Email Joe at RedState.com. You guys have a great one. It looks like Shannon is definitely offsides. Imagine that. And he's got Gary Cruz with him, so that's coming up next. You guys, talk to you again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.